Hello and welcome to the Midweek Mash Daddy Sportscast. This is MMA Mash, the weekly mixed martial arts roundup that features all the latest news and reviews from the UFC, One Championship, Bellator, PFL and so much more. My name is of course Mick and as always I'm joined at cage side by the man that's more question and answer, it's Mr Paul Kerr. Yo! And the ever controversial, it's Mr Harvey A. Smith. Yeah buddy. Yeehaw. Quite a lot to talk about this week, Drips. Mm. Are you up for it? Sure I am. Born ready. Born ready. (laughs) (laughs) To talk about what I've seen. How's that? Which probably isn't as much as what you've seen. (laughs) Ready like Freddy. (laughs) Uh, Just a very quick look forward. We are going to be talking boxing. Uh, Both of the pillow-sized gloves and bare-knuckle variety. Uh, we're going to have a look at PFL Playoffs 3 We've got UFC 278 to talk about And then we're looking ahead to Win Championships Big debut on Amazon Prime For the US and Canada So, without further ado Let's get it on Right, first up Boxing For a wee rare, wee rare treat uh, Although, I don't know if I would call it a treat To be fair So, of course we had Last night for us um, Saturday, August 20th, right? Saturday, August 20th, uh, over in Jeddah and what's that, Saudi Arabia? Right? Yes, mm-hmm. right. magical kingdom uh, of Jeddah. We, <laughs> we had the, the big rematch Alexander Usyk versus Anthony Joshua 2. And I gotta say, I didn't enjoy it too much. Um, obviously, spoiler alert, uh. Alexander Usyk picking up the split decision victory. What did you make it, lads? Um, I really wasn't that surprised. I think would probably be my take from it. I just, I just, I just mm-hmm. thought that, and and a world where styles make fights and and certain styles kind of overcome others. I just think Usyk had his number again. Um, yeah, that's I don't, fair. I don't know if that's to say that Anthony Joshua maybe showed a bit. I don't. I feel there's an arrogance in Joshua that he, he thought he he believed that he could be be the better boxer here. What like for me as mm-hmm. a much bigger man? Why is he not just big manning him like making it dirty, making it more a battle of size and uh, and taking the sure. style out? It would be my question. I'm not sure if I've spoke about this before or not. I feel like I might have, um, but. Anthony Joshua's got a similar trait that a lot of the the truly mm. great combat sports athletes have got. And it is that sort of ego and this will to test themselves against different styles mm-hmm. and to go in with that sort of same style and beat them at their own game. But the problem mm. is for Joshua, he's not really got the ability to do that. Like That's he, exactly he, it. He can... It can be... He can go in heavy and he can be a bruiser and a bully... Or he can go in a bit lighter and he can be a technician that just happens to be a giant. But he can't be this super technical boxer like Usyk is. He can't be lighting his toes for 12 rounds. He's mm-hmm. just too big for it. Yep. Yeah. And he showed, there was two rounds, I think it was, was it nine, eight and nine, it was either eight and nine or nine and ten, I can't remember. Yes. But there was, was two rounds where he did what he should have been doing, the full fight. Mm-hmm. Going forward, being the bully, big body shots, opening up the head shots, yep. just being big and aggressive and taking control and no letting Usyk dictate the pace, leading the dance, which is really hard to do against Usyk. Mm. But he only managed it for two rounds and then he was gassed. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it was late on. Well, I, I, it, does, I, I, that's, Joshua, that's a factor. He <laughs> always gasses at that point, doesn't he? I, um, but, I mean... To be honest, it's easy for us to sit here and say that that's what mm-hmm. he should have done. Yep. Because Usyk moves so well, so yep. fast. Oh, he is. quick, he... right, on his mm-hmm. feet. Yeah, So, like, yes, in theory, Joshua should just go in there and yep. bully him, walk mm-hmm. him down. However, it's not always got to ha- it, it, like, happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Usyk's just going to do a wee shimmy and then yep. he's back out into the centre yeah, of the ring again thing, yep. you're like oh shit so like yeah in, the, in those two rounds like oh man I was oh I was like yes this is what you need to do just keep smashing them in these body shots open up the head you know do your thing 
you'll get the the stoppage, but uh, just you couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and you have spoken about that before, Michael, about um, how Joshua has that. Mm-hmm. He wants to beat you to your own style. <laughs> Which, ah, I mean, if you're at the very top, you want to beat somebody who is at the very top of their own game. Um, um, ah, whatever. I mean, to me, it should be just win by any means. Like, you uh, well, play I mean, your if, own strengths. Aye, like, that's what, what I mean? would say, Harvey. Surely that's what <laughs> um, it comes down to, is, is you win what? at all costs to be the best. Aye. Yep. I mean, it's a bit of arrogance, yes, but I mean, I suppose to be the very best, you have to have a bit of arrogance. Um, yeah. Aye. Just wasn't, I don't know. Just wasn't um, on the cards, man. I just think aye. tactically he got it wrong. I, th- aye, I think, I think although so. He's, he started pretty strong. You know, mm-hmm. first, he won, I, I'd, I'd argue he won two of the first four or five rounds. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he did start strong, and then the two rounds where he, he really showed the potential later on in the fight, if he had stuck them onto the back of the two rounds where he was controlling things and the momentum mm-hmm. was in his side, maybe it would have been a different story. But then at the same mm-hmm. time, that could have led him to coming out in the fourth or the fifth round or whatever it was, being absolutely knackered and having knackered. more than half mm-hmm. a fight to go. That would have been a bloody right. disaster because then he would be mm-hmm. at risk of getting stopped because Usyk would right. just have turned the screw. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what the right answer is. Like I'm no, uh, mm-hmm. I'm no a purist. I'm no uh, an expert in boxing. It's not for me to to really judge. But as a fan, I didn't enjoy it, and I felt like uh, Anthony Joshua just didn't get the. He made massive improvements for the first fight. He had mm, a better true. approach, but he just didn't get the game plan right yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I mean, even they fight sorry. each other enough times. Eventually, Anthony Joshua beats them, <laughs> but nobody's paying to see the the sixth, seventh, eighth time. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was, was going to say, like, <laughs> I mean, is Usyk going to want to fight him that many times? Like, oh, I don't know. No. <laughs> um, ah, it's it's funny. I mean, do you know during the fight there was a, I think there was like two rounds where. Even the commentators and stuff, they were like, they were saying they were six rounds, and I was like, I don't know if they are six rounds mm. because Usyk was just doing the old, um, oh, like the old amateur box, and like mm-hmm. you scoring points, points. touching him, aye, aye, touching his gloves. And I'm mm-hmm. like, 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 oh yeah, he's, he's hitting him with his headshot. I'm like, no, he's one. There's no power in him. Mm-hmm. He's literally just making contact with the gloves. Yep. That he's, I'm like, is that really? Should that be scoring points? Like, yeah, hmm, like, you know what I mean. An amateur, I, but mm-hmm. pro, like, uh, um, I think on paper the fight was a lot closer than what it seemed because when you're watching it, mm-hmm. it just seemed like other than the few times where Joshua landed a big punch or he managed to put together a, a like a a, a good round, a strong round for him where he's controlling mm. things outside of the moments. Like he just he couldn't keep up with the pace of Usyk. Usyk was although he was moving backwards a lot of the time, he was leading the dance on the back foot. He was in control of where that fight was happening, and he was touching him. Um, but even in rounds where seemingly Usyk's dominating, Josh was still landing one or two body shots. He's still landing one or two big head shots. The 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 power and precision for Joshua on paper, and and in the eyes of a judge, could be the volume mm-hmm. and movement Usyk um, and also like just some judges for whatever reason seem to really favour a guy that's moving forward um, mm-hmm. whether it's lack of education or lack of care I don't know but um, that does still happen from time to time where even though the guy in the back foot's very much in control just simply because the other guy's moving forwards most of the time a judge will lean towards them um, so the scores were 115 to 113 116 to 112 and in Usyk's favour and then 113-115 for Joshua I don't necessarily mm-hmm. agree with that final score nah. I don't know Clo- close fight on paper but seemingly Usyk's miles ahead of Joshua mm-hmm. so before we move on for that just quickly Usyk obviously retaining the WBA WBO and IBF titles that he had going in that he previously won from Joshua and he also now owns the ring heavyweight title that was vacated mm-hmm. by Fury just a week or so ago. Who he owned a fight next. So Fury was immediately on Twitter after this 
Um, he'd been watching it in a local pub, it would seem, um, and he was immediately on Twitter um, with a wee video laughing at the fight, saying it was a terrible fight and that he would annihilate the two of them in the same night, um, saying that he, the Gypsy King is here and he's never going to go away or something like that. So seemingly mm-hmm. he's hinting that what, what we expected is true. He's he's no, he's no actually retired. It's all keeping his name in the press and he intends to now fight with him still owning the WBC title uh, seemingly he's now going to fight Usyk that seems to be his mindset and Usyk um, I didn't actually see this I read it I missed it in his interview but apparently in his post-fight interview he stated that he would either be boxing Fury or he wouldn't be boxing mm. um, in his immediate future like don't I think basically with everything going on in Ukraine the only thing that's going to pull him away from helping his country is the big fight mm-hmm. with Fury, is, is which Fury. is mm-hmm. totally respectable. Aye. Potentially a, a sort of interesting future in the, in the heavyweight division of boxing. Um, obviously Wilder, as I, as I mentioned to you guys in the chat, uh, Wilder duty come back in October, I believe it is, October 15th in my head, I don't know if that's right or not. Um, he's fighting mm-hmm. some guy that's an up-and-comer, supposedly. Um and obviously we don't know what's happening with Joshua so potentially we could be six months away from a massive title fight between Fury and Usyk and potential title eliminator between Anthony Joshua and, and uh, Deontay Wilder depending on how the cards fall mm. so just before we hit MMA just a quick mention on BKFC London Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships it was a crossover fight uh, Michael Venom Page MVP coming over from Bellator MMA and stepping in to fight in the main event against Mike Perry former UFC fighter um, I don't suppose either of you have checked this out I saw the result and saw the kind of I didn't realise that was a thing yeah, just to quickly sidebar into the kind of technicalities of it where they do a sixth round in the BKFC mm-hmm. if there isn't a, a clear winner yeah uh, I like that, I've got I, to say. I don't know the exact sort of terms and conditions of that. However, I don't mean either, like, me either. <laughs> however, it would seem that um, it is. Uh, so in BKFC, they have this thing where they have five two minute rounds. If it's a draw after the five rounds, there's an option for a sudden death sixth round, and then the fight is purely scored on that sixth round, if that's the case. I don't know if like everybody has to be in agreement. Or if it's purely at like commissioner's discretion or how it works, I don't know exactly. Mm. Um, this is only the second time that it's happened in the company's history. The first one was that good John, that oh, crazy guy. your man, your man with the only mm. fans, Tyler, is it? Tyler Good Tyler John. Mm-hmm. Aye, um, he was fighting a buddy, his first or second fight for BKFC, and it ended up it was a draw after the five and it went to the sixth round and he won. Uh, so I basically. It was a strong start for MVP, landed some big punches. Mike Perry caught him in, I think, the second round. First or the second round, I can't remember. I want to say the second round. Um, he, he caught uh, MVP with an overhand right just as MV, MVP was about to explode forward. So MVP's momentum took him into the punch and it dropped him for a second. They dropped his knee. Um, so that was ruled a knockdown, which ultimately is what's led to a draw. Um, so obviously that's like an automatic 10-8 with a knockdown there yeah mm-hmm. um, so I think that round would have been a, a 9-8 because it was like MVP's round um, and uh, so that's it's led us to a draw so as I say like MVP started very strong landed good shots uh, Mike Perry came back into it as the fight went on but MVP was still landing the better shots throughout Perry was just landing more um, as it kind of got more aggressive and stuff through the fight uh, ultimately ruled a draw after the five goes to the sixth round by that point MV- MVP's burst he's knackered um, he can't explode quite as well his eyes are swelling and stuff so he can't see as well Mike Perry's able to use his aggression and heart I suppose um, to battle through and, and take the decision after the, the sudden death sixth round um, I think ultimately the problem here for MVP was the size of the ring. He could never get away for Perry long enough to pick his shots the way he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's in the cage fighting for Bellator, he's got tons of space. He's a master of distance, so he he's seemingly 
too far away to hit you and you feel safe, but he explodes forward with that kind of points karate style, covers distance mm-hmm. at a rapid pace and lands big shots. Couldn't really do that so well um, in the small circular ring that they have in, in BKFC. Um, his style, I'm sure it could win him a lot of fights in BKFC, but against sort of tough guys that are really hard to finish like Mike Perry, it's going to be a problem for him. Um, if he was to fight there again, just just down to the the, the size of the arena, he's he's, he's fighting in that, that ring. But uh, aye, so it was it was interesting. It was a a bloody scrap as you would expect for BKFC, but um, I don't know what it really does for either fighter. I suppose it's a big name for Mike Perry, but it, I, I don't know. It, it was a, it was a weird kind of um, sort of. I was going to say freak show. That doesn't seem fair. Um, What's a, what's a better phrase uh, <laughs> I don't know I'm struggling <laughs> exhibition it was, a, it was an was, interesting was exhibition there you go exhibition it's just on the tip of my tongue right so MMA um, PFL playoffs 3 I'm not going to similar to the last week or two I'm not going to recap the full card just want to cover the actual playoffs so we had Brendan Luckney, Brendan Luckney versus Chris Wade, and Bubba Jenkins versus Ryoji Kudo in the men's featherweight division, and then we had Larissa Pacheco and Olena Kolesnik and Kayla Harrison versus Martina Jindrova in the women's lightweight division. Did you see any of the action? No, not someone would check out. Unfortunately, mate, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so um, just quickly then, Brendan Lofgren and Chris Wade, really entertaining three round fight, unanimous decision for Lofgren. Really fun fight, bit of a grudge match. They did not like each other going in. Possibly the best fight in that card. It was it was a pretty fun fight. So Brendan going through there for the featherweight division, and then Boba Jenkins versus Rojo Kudo. Um, just phenomenal per- performance for uh, Bubba. Bubba Jenkins just total like grappling dominance. Two or three takedowns um, and then submission all within two minutes. Um, pretty dominant grappling. Um, Jenkins and Lufnane are good friends it would seem. I'm not sure if they've trained together before or what. Um, so it's kind of interesting the two of them going into the final. Um, they were um, sort of hugging and congratulating one another in the cage after Lufnane's performance um, they're seemingly pretty happy to be the two that's in the final uh, in the women's side women's lightweight Larissa Pacheco just flattened Elena Kolesnik uh, just over two minutes it took her in the first round TKO for punches that lady is a beast man and then the main event in the night was Kayla Harrison versus Martina Jindrova. Um, very dominant grappling performance for Harrison. Uh, she like only threw, I think, one strike standing. Um, she took her down fairly quickly. And then just over three minutes, uh, she got an arm triangle choke submission win. Kayla Harrison sort of getting back to her kind of best here. She's not looked great in this, this year's tournament. Um but this was more the what she's known for. Um, she's fought Pacheco twice before, I believe, in one by unanimous decision both times. She's not been able to finish her, mm-hmm. but Pacheco seemingly is better than ever. Um, she's she's very reminiscent of Chris Cyborg. She's got she's like kind of Chris Cyborg two point oh man. She's mm-hmm. um, she's a she's a very powerful fast striker. So it's an interesting matchup, but at the same time, Harrison's beat her by decision twice before. So I don't know how much improve how I don't know if the improvements made by Pacheco are enough. But at the same time, with the punching power that she's got, like seemingly she's always got that puncher's chance. She could catch Harrison going in for a takedown or something. So interesting. I don't yet know when the finals are. Um, so I'll let you know when a year when the finals are going to be and where they're going to be. Aye, so it'll be an interesting matchup. The most interesting thing actually out of it all was that Kayla Harrison was really fired up in her post fight interview. And um she she kinda cut a wee bit of a promo and she was going on about she was she was calling out the three Brazilians and saying she was saying like she's the the I forget now, 
uh, I don't know if it was the baddest woman or the, the best woman or the, the whatever woman in fighting or however she phrased it. Um, and she said that if uh, any of the three Brazilians would get the, take their, what was it she said, take their tracksuits off and come and step in the ring where she would prove it. Someone only lies. So basically she's referencing Amanda Nunes, Chris Cyborg and Larissa Pacheco, the other three Brazilians, um, that she's mm-hmm. kind of, like they're the kind of the biggest threats there, as it were, um, and I guess in her mind, all three of them's dodging her. Pacheco can't dodge her now, if, even if she was, because they're going to meet in the finals. Um, how are we doing for? No bad for time the day, touch wood. So moving on, <laughs> moving on to UFC two seven eight. Did you see much of this? I seen the main card. Main main card Harvey as this week. Main card. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> main card party. <laughs> German. Right, well I'll run through the undercard quickly, I'll give you the highlights and then we'll go into the main card. So this was uh, also Saturday night. Everything was happening on Saturday, man. It was a busy busy, busy night for fights. Um this was at the Vivinet Arena in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um main event was Leon Edwards and Kamara Usman for the welterweight title. Um, so starting from the bottom, um, under card opener was Victor Altamirano defeating Daniel Lacerida. Uh, this was a first round TKO, pretty damn dominant performance for Ur Victor, and he actually picked up a performance of the night bonus. That might be first. I cannot remember a prelim opener, fight pass prelim as well. Um, Getting the a performance of the night bonus. I don't remember that happened before. Mm. No, I really start the night. Really? That's pretty so, cool. So I'm not saying that is the first, but I, I genuinely cannot think of anybody else winning a bonus in the first fight of the night. Um, next out, we had Iori Kliang defeating Jay Perrin, unanimous decision. Decent fight. Then we had Amir Albazi defeating Francisco Figueredo. Um, it's pretty surprising. I guess I shouldn't have been, he was the favourite going in, Amir. Um, but just because Francisco is the brother of Davison Figueredo, um, who's obviously, uh, what is he, flyweight, no, former flyweight champ? He's not the flyweight champ now, is he? Oh no, he is, he's... he's is he still he's, champ? Uh, oh no, he's out, he's out the now. Aye, aye there's an interim champ. Aspect, aye, aye, that's what it is. Um, so, aye, so uh, Francisco's the younger brother of Davison. Um, but Amir... Albazi was the favourite going into this fight and he won by a one-sided grappling performance ultimately real naked choke submission um, so I just expected Francisco being Davison's brother to like I don't know have the game plan or the skill set to pull the surprise out here but um, <laughs> the betting favourite got the job done Um <laughs> Next up, we had Ange Lusa defeating AJ Fletcher. Uh, it was a pretty fun fight, I've got to say. I enjoyed that one. Unanimous decision for Lusa. Then, one of the more interesting fights of the night, one I would highly recommend you go and watch, lads. Sean Woodson, certainly the first round. Sean Woodson versus Lewis Saldana. Um, Woodson's a guy who is seemingly very oversized for his division. Um, he's... I think six foot two and he's got like a what is it something like a 77 78 inch reach something like that and he's fighting as a featherweight I think or, or bantamweight one of the two like so he's he's very light for his frame um so he's very, very he's got he's got crazy long legs his proportions are wild man oh he's built like daddy long legs aye, I just looked aye. up the guy man that is a daddy long legs <laughs> Um, the slender man. He's he's a <laughs> he's kind of like that. He's a he's a pretty good grappler, so he is um, tough guy, decent striking, decent boxing, but a very good grappler. Um, I've been impressed by him in the past. In this fight, uh, Luis Saldana was just quicker, much better striking, and he dropped Woodson um, fairly early on in the first and should have won the fight and the only reason he didn't win the fight is because when Woodson hit the deck Saldana ran in and hit him with a knee oh Woodson was grounded just seen it he mm. aye basically basically he triggered he oh, ran he at him that? and threw a knee so um, 
Woodson was given a few minutes to recover. Uh, Sultana uh, was deducted a point for the illegal knee and it allowed oh. Woodson to get back in the fight. He controlled the, sec- the second round. We, well, I say controlled. He, how do I phrase it? <laughs> there was a lot of grappling in the second round. Um, Woodson landed on the bottom and he, he tied him up in his guard and then he, he got a buggy choke. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I've kind of spoke about this a few weeks back because there was a there was a a finish a submission finish that was wrongly attributed to being a buggy choke and I, try, I think I tried to describe it it's very hard to describe with just audio so I'm not going to bother however um, it's this funky choke that doesn't look like it's doing anything but it is a choke it just looks like you're tying the guy up with your legs so uh, Sean Woodson applied a buggy choke but because of the length of his le- arms and legs, he couldn't quite get it tight enough. So mm. Saldana could not get out of it. He was proper tied up, but he also wasn't being choked. So most of the round played out. The referee couldn't intervene because it was a submission attempt. He kind of just stand them up when the mm-hmm. guys and the submission attempt. So a good chunk of that round was kind of lost to that. Third round, more Saldana's round, um, controlled the striking. Ultimately, the fight was ruled a, uh, a split draw. So one judge had it 29-27 mm. one way, another judge 29-27 the other way, and then one judge had it had it 28-28. And it comes down mm. to the point being deducted in that first point round. deducted. Ah, that's yeah. So the Muppet, the Muppet throwing that knee not only cost himself the first round finish, he also cost himself a decision one. He also cost yeah. himself a 50k bonus according to Dana White. Aye, aye, that too. <laughs> aye. Mm-hmm. That's what Dana White said. He, he said that, well, I think his opinion was he thought it, it should have been stopped when your man dropped backwards. Yes. However, however, it's why you showboating before the fight's done. Like, yep. you've cost yourself money. Yeah. Which, I mean, so, aye, lesson to be there was a There was a check left hook, I believe it was, early that dropped Woodson. And Saldana, rather than going for the finish then, backed off and was jumping about and doing different things, mm. showboating. And he let Woodson back up. So there was then a couple of exchanges and then he dropped Woodson, I think with a straight punch that time. And again, he was stepping back. But then he decided to engage and he ran in and hit the the, the knee where Woodson was grounded and just ruined it for himself. So absolutely really silly, He's a young really lad. Silly. He's a young lad, so he's still learning, I guess. He's he's not quite got the maturity and experience, but aye, no great. He's gonna need to wisen up going forward. Yeah. So anyway, moving on. Next up we had Jared Gordon defeating Leonardo Santos. Um and what was a fairly fun scrap, I've got to say. Um somewhat one-sided 30-27 across the board for uh, for Gordon unanimous decision then the final fight in the undercard Marcin Tibura defeating Alexander Romanov Romanov a guy that does not make sense um, he was coming in undefeated he looks somewhat similar to Tibura like he's a guy that's kind of 6 foot 3 a bit soft in the belly doesn't really look like an athlete but he is a phenomenal athlete He's fast, he's light in his feet, he's explosive, um, super agile, and he's just a phenomenal wrestler. And he dominated the grappling for large chunks of this fight, but yet somehow Tybura picked up a decision, and quite honestly, I don't know how. Um, one judge had it a draw, and then the other two had it 29-28 for Tybura somehow. I'd, I'd, I'd have to go back and watch it to figure out how really as bad as that Aye. Me. for me it was Romanoff easily took the first and I think the second I think there was an argument for Tabura in the third I want to say or maybe I may have the second and the third round the wrong way but either way I, I can't understand how Tabura's won two rounds um, aye one of the eggs <laughs> mm. <laughs> it happens <laughs> so way the news goes <laughs> so main card Harry and Paul may now re-enter the chat. <laughs> uh, main card opener. The man of the year so far, potentially. Tyson Pedro picking up a big win over mm. Harry Hunsucker. Tyson yes. Pedro's a, a guy that was out for through injury and through travel and everything else. Was out for three or four years. Came back with a bang a couple of months ago. And again, another big first round TKO here against Harry Hunsucker. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. It's a, it's a good fight, huh? 
Um. <laughs> Harry Hunsucker needs to change his name. That's a, <laughs> a great old Dutch doll, as the man took care of Harry Hunsucker of the German. <laughs> you can just hear it with the music in it. <laughs> 1940s style reporting. <laughs> <laughs> Front oh, kick to the body was a cracker, man. Just aye. folded aye. his ass totally up, man. That was it, man. Aye. That was mm-hmm. it. Oof. End of the story. When he Absolutely. could have stopped the man. fight right there. Oh, he, well, he was done. Yeah. He was done. He, he could have stood still after that, kicking the ref for a golden man. But, like a professional, he pushed on and made sure. Mm-hmm. Aye. Yes. Lesson right yeah. there. <laughs> aye. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> and and did it legally as well? Hi, did it legally? Are you watching Lewis Saldana? <laughs> <It's this. laughs> That's how you make money. So he was watching in the back. You know, I'll not That's what I went wrong. <laughs> he was beginning a bloody shouting for his coaches in the back. Oh, what man? Um, uh, the future is bright for uh, for Tyson Pedro. Very interested to see what he can do in that division. I feel like he needs to be starting to challenge kind of top ten guys, and let's see what he's let's see what he's got because he's got a lot of hype on him now. Yeah, I I remember being a fan of that guy earlier in his career before he dropped off the map. Um, he had a lot of promise. He's he's good mates with like Taito Vasa and that. Um, he's training with uh, the crew in New Zealand now as well. He's he's Australian, the lad, but he's been training Aye. over with. Um, as lad Sanya's coach anyway mm. um, so aye future is bright for Pedro next up we had Lucy Pudilova defeating Wu Yanan second round TKO TKO oh, bad we fight well, aye, wasn't there actually yeah, back and forth until the inevitable well can't say inevitable but <laughs> until the end yeah. yeah they were swinging for a bit man <laughs> I was. Mm-hmm. I thought the. I thought the first round was fairly back and forward. Like, boy, I could have mm-hmm. made an argument for both girls been in it until obviously yep. the second round because it changed. Yep. Interesting that that Padova is yep. uh, coached by John Kavanagh. She is. So, aye. Was, so she's, I believe, from the Czech Republic. I think. She's, it is. Uh, she's Czechoslovakian. Um, but coached by Kavanagh. So she, for the last year or two, has been over in Ireland training with Kavanagh and the crew, which is interesting. Eh? Um. So seemingly she's somebody that's had potential in the past, but now she's really putting her, her full game together and mixing things up. Mm. Um, her, her, uh, her grappling when it hit the when it hit the deck for a bit, her grappling looked very good. Um, Aye, she, she looked she looked very much in control. Um, her, her striking seems pretty decent as well. So interested to see what she can do. I think she got uh, Yanan's back, didn't she? And just it was like a fighting for arm kind of position mm-hmm. for a good wee while. Like she was, yep. she was definitely mm-hmm. dominating. Like. And then it was, it was br- brutal uh, ground and pound. So eventually she she I moved it. moved from the back into the mount. She just postured up and went nuts with elbows and stuff for Aye. the finish. So next up, we had the legend and Josie Aldo versus Marib Devishvili. Mm-hmm. Not a bad fight. Interesting approach for Aldo. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of traditional tie boxing style going on. Uh, light in the front leg, a lot of checking. The the leg kicks for Davis Philly and leg kicks back for Aldo. Back. Mm-hmm. Less boxing than normal. Um, an in- interesting st- uh, sort of style, style, stylistic approach. That's the word I'm trying to say. Because Davis Philly is like. He's somebody that throws a lot of kicks. He likes a lot of spinning kicks and spinning elbows and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So he's quite a hard guy to game plan in terms of striking. Um, aye, it was, it was quite an interesting fight. Strong start for Aldo and then kind of as, as it went back, on. Didn't he? Aye. I thought, I thought mm-hmm. he just, he seemed to, his output seemed to just die. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was... In the second round, I don't know if it was just the uh, strikes for devilish feely like slowly <laughs> taking out him or if it was mm. gas tank or I don't know what it was that crowd were not happy by the end of it though god that, uh, was, that was a sound anytime they boon. clinched and they were they were in the clinch for a while they were just starting booing mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of that kind of 
clinching for the sake of clinching just to stop mm-hmm. like I felt like it was, it was quite a lot of takedown <laughs> attempts for Devilish really and then they just Aye. ended up in a clinch situation mm-hmm. just pinned into the against um, the fence like supposedly there was uh, quite a lot of Brazilian support in the audience so I think the booing's right. just them no being happy that Jose yeah, Aldo's no getting the chance to strike mm. right so, see. I don't know I thought it was well, just a lot of Jose Aldo fans aye <laughs> but that um, me, um, Mirab he he um, I can't see his last name so I'm just calling Mirab he 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 doesn't tire <laughs> that boy no no he, he, he gets stronger <laughs> as the fight goes on him I've noticed uh, that before um, he's one of the kind of guys where like he just slowly he, he starts at, like, a, a reasonable pace and then just kind of keeps it's like downhill Wraps momentum up. he just keeps going and going and going mm. as the fight goes okay, I just luck fighting uh, him in a five rounder I'd be very interested to see him <laughs> against um, somebody that can keep up with him in a five rounder to see what happens mm-hmm. mm. I'd be very I, interested uh, to see that Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly he's really good pals with Aljamain Sterling who is the champ who is the is. champ which oh, is, is he is very actually. odd so well, it's, well he was in his <laughs> corner wasn't he mm. he Aljamain was in his corner but the story is is that when he first moved to the States he was looking for a gym and he just so happened to to come upon the gym that, that Aljamain was training right, okay. in Um. And I basically, I think he even said in his interview last night that he was a lot to Aljamain because right, okay. when he started training with him, he realised like how, what did he say, how amateur he was or something like that. He said, he said his skill set wasn't that good, so mm. it made him push on and train more and become. Mm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So you got to wonder like what he, what his plans are then. Like I wonder if he tries to go up a division or something because he's really kind of getting towards the top of the division now. Mm-hmm. Really, fights left for him are the champion or Peter Jan, really. Like, mm. mm-hmm. Chito Vera, maybe. Like, that's, that's really it. Mm. Did you see that Jose Aldo, um, he said that if he had a, a a good nutritionist, like way back in the day, he would have been fighting at Bantamweight this whole time? Mm. Uh, I've, I've seen him say that before. Oh, yeah. uh, um, uh, it's funny because he's a guy that the talk was always that he was going to be forced to go to lightweight because he really struggled with his weight cuts at featherweight mm-hmm. but the problem was that he was just doing it himself and his coaches he didn't have a nutritionist or a performance mm-hmm. coach that was helping him make weight um, so once he, he decided he, he basically he decided to rejuvenate his career and he needed to go down and weight and everybody's like what are you want about mm-hmm. mate you can't make featherweight how are you going to go to bantam weight <laughs> But then he employed a nutritionist and he pressed all the pounds just come off him. He comes in a lot leaner and he's able to make weight and he bother at Bantam. Like, it's wild. <laughs> Supposed to be the oh, older man. you get, the harder it is to cut weight. But yeah. turns out he just was not doing it properly at all. Through his, he was not doing it properly. Yeah. It's wild. He was doing the old um, Kung Fong. <laughs> 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 um, he's just trying to sweat it out like without... Changing his diet or anything um, ah, It makes you wonder Like I don't know does, I don't know if that just shows How far the skill sets have progressed At the lower weight classes Or mm. Like was he just that good That despite his mm. shite nutrition and training He was Just that much of a beast That he was the champion for so long At, at featherweight Aye. Makes you wonder man So Co-main event Paula Costa Luke Rockhold Explain to me, lads, how this managed to get fight of the night. So was this fight of the night? It was somehow fight of the night. <laughs> is it? Is it cause cause Rockhold was bleeding or is it cause of the colour, as they say in the wrestling business? I don't know, man. Hmm. I do not know. Extra, I mean, to be honest, it was a good fight. I mean it was alright, eh? It, well, it was so crazy. crazy. Wild. I I mean, there you go, that's probably why it got fight of the night. But they like skill set wise, wise like, <sighs> like to be honest Costa I don't know why Costa didn't finish Rockhold he could have but he didn't I think just I guess I he's I think, I think it's his own gas tank I think because Luke Rockhold was as knackered as he was 
it was sort of less noticed how knackered Paulo Costa was. He was also I mean, absolutely you can, bust. <laughs> ah, you can see he was he was knackered and all, but I mean, he had a ch- he had several chances, but he just kind of just like yeah. Is it, like, is it the dramatics over the skill set then, possibly? I mean, mm. I, I, I mean, I think that's what it the is. dramatic image of Rocco getting carried to his stool mm. for round Aye. three mm. by his own corner, like. It's a, it's, mm. it's a it's an epic visual, I suppose, in a way. Yeah. Like it's a movie moment visual, but yeah. I aye, that that oh, it, nah. It was like I mean, there was moments in there where it was like visceral. It was it, it was like warrior mentality happening. Like when Luke Luke Rothold finally managed to to mount Costa, and mm. then he couldn't he couldn't get his arms away from him to posture up, so he, he was just rubbing mm. his bloody face and Costa's face. <laughs> It's like some of a fight club. Aye, at the end of the end of the fight, <laughs> that's cave punch. That, yeah, it's <laughs> Tyler Durden in fight club bleeding over the guy in it. Mm. You don't know where I've been. <laughs> um, but I mean that I didn't like that at all. No, like to me that's it was. I was like, what are you, what are you doing? Aye, it's the end aye. of the fight, and you're just like, oh, I, I can't wait today. My nose is pushing with blood. I'll just rub it off his face. I'll disgust him. What's that? The uh, I don't know. Cross the time. <laughs> ah, gods, it's honking. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> anyway. <laughs> it, was it was. It was definitely incident packed. I mean, the show you can to the nuts as well from Costa to Rock. Oh, was, that uppercut! I mean, Good. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah, you did. You heard Shoryuken. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. It was. It was yeah, a pure Ryu. Shoryuken! <laughs> Cracked him into the air, Smash. man. Aye. He, he, aye. He sent his nuts up to his nipples, man. Aye, definitely did. Oh, it was horrible looking. <laughs> how, I, I, like, how Luke Rockwell like, came back into that, I don't know. Like, he was mm. knackered for the first round. He go. A hellish, hellish not punched, not uppercut, man. Like, mm-hmm. and somehow he just he, the heart in him to just keep going, ridiculous. And somehow, like, even while he's knackered, landing big spinning kicks and massive straight rights and lefts. Mm-hmm. Um, aye, I don't know, barely makes sense. I think, well, I is, think in w- summation, definitely on the drama side, aye, right, fight, it is like, worth noting that. Um, so this was obviously this is Utah. Um, this the uh, the altitude was very high here. Ah, they were talking about oh, talking about right, that to Leon Edwards mm-hmm. in the post fight conference about the, the altitude changing so, the kind of cardio. That would have been an impact on Costa and Rocco being knackered there. Mm-hmm. They would have been suffering because of that, but uh, he even still. Not sure. <laughs> Do you know if you, like if you're not used to the altitude, you get pissed a lot quicker. Aye. Drinking uh, at altitude. Oh, there you go. Right. Yep. It's quality. <laughs> I want to go and try it. Just for... <laughs> Let's go drink up the top of the hill. <laughs> one of the many reasons it's no advised to drink when you're up a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> the top of a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so, main event of the night. Main event. I'm gonna. Tr- I'm gonna oh. try and no say too much about this. I think. Why? Because, right, so Leon Edwards wins by Hail Mary, like, mm. uh, head, head kick Epic. knockout, fifth head round, kick. right? Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan, I'm not a big fan of Kamaru Usman, but I'm even less a fan of Leon good. Edwards. I think he's a prick, <laughs> right? I'm no into him at all. So, I, this one, like, just bummed me out, man. Um, so, I, I just don't want to talk about it, basically. I was in a bad mood after watching this. <laughs> I'm going to huff with this, says Mick. The man reporting on MMA. <laughs> Honestly, like... Well, you see, the thing is, I was quite happy that Leon Edwards won. Right. Okay. Um, I, I, honestly, props to the guy. Um, aye. Usman, eh, not really. This is like the equivalent of the arsehole... And I've I've been that arsehole in the past, but the arsehole in school or college or whatever, who doesn't put any work in, doesn't study, but mm. turns up for the test and gets an A, and gets an A, aye, like that, like <laughs> he didn't apply himself mentally in this fight. He was mentally broken early on in the fight. He had a strong first round, mostly through luck. We can talk about that in a second. And then from like from the second round gets dominated. He's broken very early mentally. He's no interest. He's doing the bare minimum. He's surviving. He's not trying properly. Yet somehow 
turns up at the, at the last minute when the when it's time for the test, he lands the head kick and he wins. Hmm. Anyway. You need to give that head kick more respect, old man, because well, he throws I, the I punch to, to try to send him send him into the kick. It's it's very well done. Like the, the skill is there. The, the skill Aye. set was there for him to win the fight in the first couple of rounds. He's got the skills. The reason I don't like him mm -hmm. is because he he talks a big game, but then he's just he's mentally weak and he always does the bare minimum. In my humble opinion. You can well, see, you can see it right through his career. Since 2015, though, man. Go back and watch the, the fight with Nate Diaz. You know what I mean? Like, I, well, oh, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. He's not the most to the decision when he could have pushed, watch, for a, pushed, uh, pushed for a finish. Like, uh, I just, it just I, it rubs me the wrong way for whatever reason. I'm not a fan. So, sorry. You, you just go and discuss it. <laughs> right, so Harvey, how did you feel about the fight? Michael doesn't <laughs> like him because he does the bare minimum. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, um, I can't hate the guy as I for, for uh, Usman, I, not the best for seven no, years no, straight <laughs> like, not the greatest fan of Usman um, either and then at the start of the fight before the start of the fight where he's where Leon when um, the ref's there explaining the rules and that Leon Edwards is just standing up and then Kamara's doing this like coming I'm like what the f like I was just thinking to myself, like, Leon Edwards, just give him an uppercut, please. Like, the start of the, you, the very start of the fight? Aye, when the referee was giving instructions and that, mm -hmm. when Kamara was leaning over, yeah. like, I was like, what the f... Did, like, try to get into his face. No. I call that the John Jones effect. Oh, John Jones. The, ah, the right. posturing, the moving, ah, the right, attitude, right, 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 right. then the bell rings ah, and he right. comes out with that kind of crawling thing. Oh, oh that's, that's where I seen that. Because when he came at crawling, I was like, what is he doing? Mm. I mean, again, Usman's got, he's got the right to believe that he is the absolute boss of the division because mm -hmm. he's not been beaten since 2013. Aye. So I, I get why he he believes uh, in himself that way. So he should, well, like, for nine years. There's, there's a way, aye. Believing in yourself, aye. But doing shit like that, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. Mm. Like just, you know, you can be confident and all that, but don't do shit like that, you know. And then, like throughout the fight, when he was just make it try to swagger a bit and like, mm, I got out. Um, aye, Leon Edwards. Uh, well, actually, I thought that. Um, I mean, well, he's trip taken down right. Mm. It was the first time that Kamara Usman's ever been taken down. Uh, a bit of luck in that, aye, but. Still, I thought for then I was like, oh, this has got to be interesting to see what Usman does now. Because, hmm. you know, it's the first time he's been taken down. But, I mean, he, he and I dealt with it very let me well. Just, before you go on, right, let me very quickly clarify when I say luck, right, there's there's definitely an element of skill there in that takedown when he's, when hmm. he's trapped Usman. But he's caught Usman napping. Usman did not expect that for a second. That's no him shooting in for a double or a single or working on him in the clinch hmm. and then walking him in the right direction and catching him in a trip like that's just him being an opportunist so that's what I see, mean by the, the luck but that's what a fight is man you've got to take the opportunities I, that are there. Aye, I mean again you've got aye. to put respect in that ability yep. to take your opportunities like I was just, and, that's, it, and that's what Leon Edwards has done yep. here mm -hmm. he's, he's capitalised he? on moments he was, against who is the mm -hmm. boss of the division and he has let's be honest like he's been dominant yeah for a aye. long time it was it was lucky he was in a position and then he got the take down, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I meant, yeah. Like, um I Kamara like dealt with that um quite well actually. I thought, whoa, this could be a, a test now, like this could demoralise him because it's the first time, you know, but didn't really. Um then in the fifth round, again, well actually before like Usman I don't know what it was, if it was arrogance or what, but like Usman could have been in real control of that fight, like a lot more. Um, in the fifth round when he was just standing up and like Usman should have used his strengths, like, you know what I mean? Take him down, mm -hmm. ground and pound him, do it. But he didn't. He chose to stand up because, in fact, actually, I remember watching an interview before. He was saying about Leon Edwards is up to his game with the wrestling, etc., etc. But I've up my game with striking and yada mm -hmm. yada yada so he was saying that I can do, I can stand with him mm -hmm. you know 
man, ultimately that's what's that's been his downfall. I mean, stood up with him, Leon Edwards in real time. I was like, oh shit, how did he land that head kick? I did they see that he's uh, thrown <laughs> the, the wee left jab straight. Uh-huh. Until the replay, I seen the the straight. I was like, oh, Usman's watching that hand. Aye, and he so, just, I, I honestly, I, I, I love like, the skill of that. See, going, see, going back to my great. analogy, right? That's that's something that he's done on the pads. Don't know how many times, right? But it's something that's saved yep. in the back of his brain for way back when. And somehow, when when it's time for the test, he's able to just recall that without revising, and like without yep. putting the work in. Seemingly, that's just mm-hmm. it's just in there, and he just he pulled out that wee throw the left feint, up comes a high kick. Mm-hmm. It just it's frustrating. And like, I mean, is he if he'd been in there and done that in the first the round? I'm like, holy though. shit, that man! Like, I wasn't expecting that. He's he's completely surpassed my expectations. Well played, but instead he came in, and he was broken mentally. Like I say, like he wasn't into the fight. He was surviving round after round, and Usman's ego, like you say, Harvey, got the better of him mm-hmm. rather than him putting the pressure on and going for the finishing, sticking to a really good game plan. He's thinking that he's he's dominant here. He's got other advantages. He's broke Edwards as, as he did. Um, and he can do what he wants with him. And he left that opening. And he let Edwards have a chance in that fifth round. And Edwards, to his credit, he took the chance. Ah. Ah, but that's what all the great fighters... Um, Steady. Steady. Oh, no, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm saying all the great fighters have that in the back. Like... It just comes to them naturally. Mm-hmm. They can just oh, there you go, yeah, mm. boom, and take it, boom, boom. So, I mean, he's got a way of ways to go to be great, but he's still a very good fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be considered yeah, as a good fighter, aye. Oh, he's, yeah, he's mm-hmm. very he's high skilled. He's oh, world class in terms of his skill set. Obviously, he's just not. He's not a champion rematch. for me. Mm. I mean, he's, he's I mean, that, again, he's Look he's, at his wins I'm, over the past few years. Like he's he's no to it's not been an easy path. Oh like, no, certainly. I not. mean, uh-huh. you can you can say about his, how he's how he wins, but he wins. <laughs> like, you can't argue uh, with the fact that he wins fights. He's, he's very highly skilled and very very much improved as well. To his credit, he has improved mm-hmm. a lot of his weaknesses. He's a well-rounded fighter. It's what he's always been as unfashionable, I think, is the problem for him. Like he is an unfashionable fighter, and and I think that's always a thing. That he'll, mm-hmm. he'll carry with him like I mean I imagine, imagine immediately following this as a rematch because uh, Usman as you aye. say is comfortably winning that fight and Usman could have as you both say have fought it in his terms and seen it at the end of the fight it's it's, it's funny that we come back into this in, in terms of theme of arrogance of a fighter like we, we started aye, talking aye, about aye. Andy Joshua who a loses point, a fight right? because he won't use his own strengths yep. And mm-hmm. we finish here on, on Kamara Usman, who could have smothered him and rolled about the floor with him quite comfortably and seen that out. But he chooses to believe that he is Mr. Boxer Man and mm-hmm. whack mm-hmm. one wee faint and a beautiful kick later. And he, he doesn't know whether it's bummer breakfast time, lads. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Aye. Aye. They'll definitely have a, they'll definitely have a rematch because Usman said, I don't know why you would say this. I think me, I would never have said, but I think if I'm getting interviewed, I would say I'm winning. I would never, oh, I would oh, never oh, say that. What did he like, say? Oh, sorry. He <laughs> said, <laughs> he's the content. <laughs> he said, was, if Edwards, Edwards would have to beat him twice to be the champion. All right. I'm like, no. But, <laughs> anyway. It's an interesting um, way to put it. Right. I, get, I mean, I, so, I can... I th- Reading between the can lines, see like he's coming he's for. it was a lucky victory. So, aye, uh, it would be a trilogy, and it would be a def- decisive kind of. Uh, fight oh no, this it. was bef- this was before the fight. Oh, before aye. the fight, you said it right. So purely because aye. he had a victory over him previously, aye. he's seen that he would have to beat him twice. Aye. Hmm. Yeah, that's weird. So, aye. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but aye. <laughs> Ah, so, so, it would seem like the rubber definitely is going to be next. Yeah. Who was it that was, somebody was saying um, on commentary, obviously they were saying that Leon Edwards has upped his wrestling game that, but he'll never be at the same le- oh, level D- as Usman. 
DC because I uh, because Usman's been for about five or whatever, yep. and then the counter argument was that Usman will never be as technically gifted as a striker as Edwards mm-hmm. because Edwards is you know from yep. whenever is when you know that was like that's interesting like. It's the style matchup in it. It is. Like, it is the, like, it's the the modern equivalent of striker versus grappler. Mm-hmm. Like both aye. of them have really put a lot of work in to the thing that they're no naturally good at the aye, thing each other mm-hmm. doing forever. But when it really boils down to it, it is a striker stri- striker, what's that? Strikler. It's a striker Ooh, who aye. can grapple versus striker. a grappler who can strike. You can strike, aye. They both have their skill sets. Both of them at times. Mm-hmm. Try to lean into the the opposite of their, the their strength. They try, you know, mm-hmm. to prove something to I mean, themselves or whatever. But. I laughed when um, Edwards tried a two, <laughs> a double leg take. Uh, it just looked like a wee win. His <laughs> uh, was just like, ah, hello. He's <laughs> like, nah, mate, you can't do that. <laughs> you know? You've got to set it up in a different way if you're going to uh, try and take down somebody like this. Because yeah. like, it was straight, just like, he was standing up and he was like, oh, again, double leg. Like, nah, that's not how that works. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, he, pre- he pressed the wrong button in that moment. <laughs> that's not what he meant to do. <laughs> oh, man. But I'm oh, definitely be very interested to see how Usman approaches the rematch because I'm sure that will be the next bit. It will be a rematch. Yeah. I'm sure rematches, that. rematches are if, always very if, interesting just as it is like this was mm-hmm. a rematch and it was interesting to see who's improved more I, to see what the game plan's going to be so then to do mm-hmm. it uh, as, a, as a rubber match as a trilogy fight and, and now the title's changed hands and there's there's mm-hmm. that extra drama to it and stuff so now it's going to be very yep. interesting so if nothing else mm-hmm. they've created a big um, money making opportunity for themselves Aye. Absolutely. Yep. Moving yeah. on, quick look ahead to next week before we finish up. Um, so it's a week off for everybody bar one championship pretty much next week. Um, and it's the big one for one. They're calling it one on Prime Video One. It really rolls off the tongue that. <laughs> aye, aye. <laughs> nice. Um it's it's a big deal for one championship. A really big deal. Mm-hmm. Um this is the um, sort of making their case that they're worth watching to the American audience primarily um, so it's all about so they're putting it on at odd hours to suit the Americans um, so it'll be on prime time on, on on Amazon on prime video and they've got some big fights on the card I'm very much mm-hmm. looking forward to it um, so just a couple of the fights uh, I'm not going to run through the full card um, you've got in a an Grand Prix a flyweight Muay Thai world Grand Prix alternate out. You've got Amir Nasiri versus Jonathan Haggerty. Um, Jonathan Haggerty we've spoke about a couple of times, oh. Thai boxer for, for England. Mm-hmm. Um, for he's always England. in fun fights and Naziri's phenomenal as well. So that's a really interesting matchup. Um, you've got Superlek fighting. He's taking on Walter, Concal- Walter Concalves uh, for Brazil. Um, and the, So that's the, the actual flyweight Grand Prix uh, semi-final mm-hmm. fight. Um, you've got heavyweights in there you've got Amir Al-Akbari and uh, Mauro Cerilli uh, the Italian um, that's a fun fight you've got Bacheca fighting again Marcus Omida taking yep. on Kirill Grishenko for Belarus which is a very interesting fight um, Rod Tang is on the card he's fighting Savas Michael for Cyprus which is going to be a fun fight um, Savas is very good Rod Tang is Rod Tang so that's going to be fun <laughs> Um, <laughs> Liam Harrison's fighting again he's fighting for the Bantamweight Muay Thai World Championship he's taking on Nongo Gaia Yang Gairo I have no idea how you pronounce that man Gaia Yang Gadio I think something along the lines uh, we'll just call him Nongo uh, so that's going to be hella fun and yeah. the main event is the rematch between Demetrius Mouse Johnson and Adriano Marais Marais uh, is like this crazy talent who was able, able to knock out Demetrius Johnson for the first time in his career and take the belt off him mm-hmm. um, and DJ is obviously one of the best ever when it comes to MMA mm-hmm. um, so very interesting matchup so I am very much looking forward to that Marias is part of um, ATT is he training the ATT is he? Mm-hmm. did not know that mm. yeah interesting very interesting mm-hmm. cool 
Happy. Happy days. Happy as Larry. Could not be happier. Ah, Christ, oh, right. If you have been, thank you very much for listening. As always, I've been Mike and I've been Harvey and Paul, and we've had a very good time. Hope you've enjoyed listening. Thank you. Hitchy bye. See you again next week, you know that. Bye later. <laughs> Ta-ta, drive off. <laughs> bye. Cheer <laughs> <laughs>